Hello! Welcome to another Thursday edition of Open Micers. Do you like our show? You must! You're listening to it right now! Do you like it when we talk to fabulous people like our guest tonight? Of course you do. Would you like it if we kept doing it? Well, why not? But what you have to do is please give us money at patreon.com. We are OM Podcast uh, on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash OM Podcast. And please, if you can't, give us a few dollars. Give us a review wherever podcasts are given away for free. Thursday night, and it is time for Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm the better half, Jacob Craig, and our guest tonight is actress, comedian, director, producer, author. Maybe we'll find something that she can't do in our interview. I don't know, but it's Miss Wendy Stewart Kaplan. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, really great to be here tonight. That's a lot of titles. Yeah, it is. You're you're the one who accumulated them. I mean, this is true. Those are very big shoes to fill. And you know what? I am the person to fill them. So thank you so much for having me here tonight. It's crazy. Like the last, you know, as, as this show goes on, we keep getting more and more people that have each week their their bio gets bigger and bigger. And it's. Yeah. I was looking at yours the other night, and and I was telling uh, my another co-host on another show I do, I was like, reading your bio is like, it's like war and peace. You've done so much <laughs> stuff, I don't even know where to start. I, I love that. I love that you looked at it like war and peace. Well, listen, it even got bigger during the pandemic, if you if you can believe it. Well, that's, that's you- actually, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have something I'm oh, really excited oh. to talk about. What is uh, Pandemic Cooking with Wendy? I want no, to know about I'm this. so glad you asked. Well, they shut New York down on March 12th. And at, you named all the things I do. I'm an entertainer. I'm a model. I'm an actress. I do hosting. I write. I make films. I do all of those things. And March 12th, that all came to a screeching halt. We like, feel no you. prep, no nothing. They never really told us what it meant when we were going to go to the top of this curve in New York. Because come on, Jason, all people like us know about with curves was when we were in geometry class, right? <laughs> that, that's it, right, you guys? Oh, that, yeah. That's all we know about curves. So they never said exactly what it was. So March 12th, they shut New York down. And March 13th, it occurred to me, my entire existence, everything I've spent decades building just went away. Yep. I had a lot of friends that, that were like, oh, yeah, I'm getting paid to work from home. But you know what, performers, that was not the the truth for most of us. Yeah. So uh, March 12th, they shut New York down. March 13th, I stood in the kitchen, my little New York kitchen with my husband. And I'm like, we are so screwed. What are we going to do? Because he's a <laughs> cinematographer. And, um, and I looked at him. I said, we'll do a show. We'll do a cooking show. And he said, Wendy, you don't cook. I said, exactly. This is <laughs> <laughs> So that's the day March 13th, Pandemic Cooking with Wendy was born. And the the beauty of the show, you guys, is I am using everything that I used in my other life, right? The costumes from performing, the hair pieces, the comedy. The one new thing that I've thrown in now is the cooking. 
-hmm. And boy, is it new. Listen, I live in New York, right? We dial for, well, as we used to say, we (laughs) dial for our food. Now we, you know, we go online for our food, but you can get takeout here 24 seven. And I'm a busy gal. Why the heck am I going to be cooking? However, all of a sudden I decided that would be a really great fun hook. And I was going to learn to cook. And the first thing I did is I ordered one of those. They have these meals, you know, that come with a recipe and everything. Yeah, I, I actually did that for a while. I had the uh, the blue apron that I did I, for a while. Blue apron, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was great. You probably made a really good meal with blue apron. Yeah, it makes it, it it's almost like you can actually cook. <laughs> Didn't that make you feel good about yourself? You were empowered. Yeah. <laughs> this so, episode I, of Open Micas is brought to you by Blue Apron. <laughs> I wish. There you go. We love, we love our plugs. Well, I didn't use Blue Apron. I called up Fresh Direct. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of food delivered to my house. And they have these meals that come in a big box. And it comes with a recipe. And you cook everything yourself. So I ordered a dish called Spatchcock Chicken. I had no idea what a spatchcock chicken was to tell you. The it, wait a minute. What's it called? A spatchcock. What the hell is a spatchcock? Spatchcock. Spatchcock chicken. It's spelled S-P-A-T-C-H-C-O-C-K. And what a spatchcock chicken is, as I so learned from the comments on my page, is when they take and split a chicken in half. So the, the chicken comes to you and it's spread eagle. Okay. I love a good spread eagle, spread eagle uh, spatchcock. Yeah, there you go. Right now, you guys, you got the picture of this chicken. <laughs> and it came in a box with uh, vegetables that were raw. And then they came with what I thought were new potatoes. So, yeah, I, you know, I start talking about what I'm going to do. And I put the thing in a pan and stick it in the oven and all of that. And I, I let it cook. And, of course, while it's cooking, I engage my audience in banter, right? Because that's what it's it's all about. Talking about the pandemic, talking about why I'm doing a cooking show. And then it was all ready to come out. And I start describing the meal. And I didn't understand why the potatoes were so hard. They have been in the oven for 45 minutes. Finally, thank God, you know, you guys, we have to love our audiences. Somebody wrote in and said, Wendy, those are chestnuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's wow. potatoes, if you can believe that. So um, I started out in, in that first show, you know, I was just like normal, you know, the way I look when I do commercials and stuff. But I thought to myself, heck, this is my show. I can do anything I want. I love going out in costumes. So every week I did, I, my episodes are short, they're three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. So every week I would do five episodes in whatever character I was. I was a fairy. I was the best character I love was Pandemic Pam, the flight attendant. I, I took my watchers on Pandemic Airlines and I even served up and have a whole flight attendant outfit. You know, one of those real cheesy ones that you get at Party City? Mm-hmm. There you go. I hold that baby out of the closet and I have a whole uniform and I was able to um, bring my, my people to India on that trip. And we served up, of course food that came from that country That's so cool. this really, right it's cool it really gave me a chance to be super creative you know I, in my real life i don't i work with scripts if i have to but i am not about a script i'm about saying whatever comes into my head and here we were on pandemic cooking and believe me i, t- I talked about it everything and anything and the feedback was absolutely incredible is that something you're gonna continue doing after 
the the pandemic's over with i launched i really launched myself as a personality definitely from that i've been on yeah i'm everywhere and that show really launched it i mean i've always worked but it's a personality driven show and it's not a show nobody can duplicate that mm -hmm. no one is going to be this crazy new york person in costume and in wigs that you know gets on and cooks different stuff from all over the world now people ask me have you learned to cook from this show yeah i guess i hate admitting it but you got me right there i've actually learned to cook and you know what i i really am enjoying it but what i really enjoy i enjoy getting dressed up in costumes how cool is this in your own home right you could to be whatever fantasy character you want to be who gets to do that so i took the the opportunity right of this pandemic and i came out with now i'm up to 89 episodes wow Wow. Already? Right. And already. <laughs> and this summer when our numbers were down, I actually uh, cooked with people. I went to their place. I had somebody come come here because things had gotten a lot safer in New York and our, our numbers were down in New York and in New York State. Now, of course, you know, we are, it's bad. Mm -hmm. So Wendy will be back in her kitchen by her lonesome, <laughs> creating her <laughs> fabulous creation. So yeah, you got to tune in and and watch the show, please Absolutely do. Absolutely will. Oh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I would just love that. Okay, that, I'll, I'll put a link to it in the in the yeah. show notes for you. Yeah, Wendy Stewart TV, real easy, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So then from, from all of this, I started um, getting called for podcasts and radio shows and all kinds of things. And then of course, I started to become the poster girl for COVID because I got sick the second week of March. So do do the timeline. I start the cooking show and like three days later, I'm not feeling so great. My husband is falling in the sleep, asleep in the chair every two hours. And my daughter is like, I feel weird. And I call up, you know, they gave you those 800 numbers to call to find out. And I called three of them and they all told me the same thing. Oh, sounds like you have a sinus infection. But I knew this wasn't a sinus infection. It was just, it was too weird. Yeah. And I totally, this is the best part, totally lost my smell and taste. And guess what? I didn't miss one episode of that cooking show. And I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want them to doubt my recipes, right? <laughs> How long did it take for your, uh, for your, your sense of taste to come back? Oh, this, you're not going to like the answer to that, Jason. Um, it came back totally a month ago and I got sick mm. in the middle of March. Yeah, wow. no, no smell, no taste. Gradually it was coming back, but I'm in an international group of people that lost their smell and taste from all over the world. A lot of people have not gotten their smell or taste back, which is crazy. Wow. But yeah. people that, that got COVID in April and May, this is encouraging. They lost their smell and taste maybe for a week, but they got theirs back. So. You know, like everything else, everyone's studying it. I mean, who that who the heck knows? What part of the country are you guys in anyway? We are on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. Oh, you're in yes. Mississippi. Oh, cool. Cool. I worked with somebody else in, in Mississippi there too. They had just opened up the bar that she was working at. Everything was opening up in Mississippi. What's mm -hmm. it like there now? Um, it's uh the numbers are getting rough again. So Yeah. We're probably yeah, the numbers looking, are on the rise. Uh, you know, we our governor's probably not going to lock us down again, but uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do because it's getting crazy. Well, I, I would anticipate another lockdown after January. 
after in all January, honesty, you think, yeah. you think you think so? I think maybe I think so. it might happen before before January. I don't know, but you know what? I'm having my last hurrah. Um, my friends have a restaurant. It's called Pangea on the Lower East Side. And Saturday night, I have a small group of people. We've been hanging out together through the whole pandemic. And mm. we're all cool around each other. And we're going to go there and have a Christmas dinner because we all have to remember it's Christmas, mm. right? Right. Gotta Absolutely. Get out there and celebrate, which brings me to my question. Do you all have your trees yet? Is your tree up? Oh, yeah. My tree was up like the first week of November. <laughs> <laughs> my tree's still not up yet. <laughs> I knew from the look on your face that your tree wasn't up yet. Do you like nope. do you wait till the last minute or? What Usually not. But I mean, we've I've been so busy. <laughs> like my girlfriend's tree has been up since November or since okay. right after Halloween. She put her Christmas tree right up. And I don't know. We just haven't haven't done it. She's Jacob just, doesn't care about <laughs> Jacob doesn't care about trees. All he cares about is the food. Just just bring the food. Hey, I have to go on a diet now because my cholesterol's high. Hey, so I have to be. Yeah, welcome to the club. I, I just got put on cholesterol oh, medication. Are, are you, okay, so you all both you need to have oatmeal. You know that. Did I they know. Talk yeah. I'm, I'm having grilled chicken tonight for dinner, and the rest of my family's having fried steak, so I really want to punch a fucking wall. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? You don't have to have grilled chicken. You can have spatchcock chicken. There yeah. you go. Once someone spatches my cock, I'll put a ring on it. Yeah. There, you, there you go. You can have that chicken, and they'll all look at you with, with envy. No, but you can get away away from the high cholesterol if you have oatmeal, and it doesn't yeah. really start your day, you know. Yeah, and, I got a yeah. big. I got a. I bought a big uh, tube of it the other day, so I'm, I'm ready to <laughs> tube? go. Tube? You bought a oatmeal. tube of oatmeal? Yeah. 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 Tube of oatmeal. That's so appetizing. I can't even begin to tell. What do you put it on your toothbrush every morning? No, it's like it's like a big tube. Start like, your day. Yeah, like that big around, like that tall. It's like a big gallon bucket of. You put like a bucket of oatmeal. Yeah. Wow, that's so unappetizing. I can't even begin to tell you. That sounds disgusting. So, but, uh, I'm doing a slow all, cooker. Did you all get a chance to look at my book? But you probably know about my book anyway. Uh, yes, I yes. do. Your memoir. Yeah, it's my memoir called She's the Last Model Standing. So I've been modeling, acting, and doing all this stuff for decades. And mm -hmm. I decided to write a book about all the crazy experiences I had coming to New York in the late 70s and what it was like, you know, the people I met, like everybody was here then. It was a totally different time. And I was a big Studio 54 person. I loved oh, wow. it. Yeah, it was really, really unbelievable. I bet loved there's some stories that. you have from that. Oh my gosh. I love telling the one about, you know, being discovered by Andy Warhol mm. in the VIP room one night and he was talking with me and he offered me a role in his movie that he was doing with Joe D'Alessandro. You probably don't know who Joe D'Alessandro is, but he was a huge stud back in the days. He was in all of Andy's films. And I had seen a couple of Andy's films. There was one called Empire, where he just put the camera on, on a face for, and the whole film was like three hours long and it, the camera never moved. <laughs> so that's what I knew about Andy. And he offered me a part in this uh, film and, that was like really exciting. So I made the telltale mistake that you always make when you're young, naive, and trying to pay your bills. And I said, how much am I getting paid? And he said, well, I, uh, you know, I'll give you a painting. And I said, oh, a painting. Well, I couldn't possibly be in your film. I'm so sorry. 
but I need to make money. Uh, and history. That painting yeah. would have been worth a lot of money. Well, we know point. that, but let's not cry over <laughs> still paintings, Jason. You know, life, <laughs> right? life, life goes on. And that's really what my book is about, you know, overcoming like the, the odds of struggling, living in New York, coming from the Bronx and just making a way for myself here. And it shows that it can be done. And my, my book is meant to inspire people. And as the book unfolds, it shows how I got, went from modeling into acting. And, oh, my God, it was the queen of beauty pageants, the queen of hokey beauty pageants. <laughs> I was in the Miss Bikini pageant in Caracas, Venezuela. And I represented Switzerland. And I do not have one ounce of Switzerland. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in me. Did you just walk in and they put a sticker on you that says Switzerland? I, I had the whole banner, no stickers. This was a very, oh my gosh, this pageant. The way it happened was I was with a model agency up here in New York and I came in on what they call a casting or a go see. And the person that ran the agency said, look, you know, we're, we need 12 girls and we're going to be sending you to Caracas, Venezuela for a beauty pageant. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is like amazing. So she said, go in and meet the guy and talk to him. And, you know, he's going to pick who he wants. So I was one of, one of the ones that he picked. And there were 12 of us. So he went through the final group of girls and he got to me and he said, so you're going to be from Switzerland. <laughs> Do you even speak Swedish? <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I, I was like, Switzerland? And he said, yes. And he said, we'll write up a whole little speech for you to say because it's going to be televised. He said, you'll say it in English. No one will even understand what you're talking about. And it's the speech is going to talk about how your parents are both doctors and you grew up in Geneva. <laughs> oh, the lies just got worse and worse. But, you know, it was the hustle and I really wanted to go to Venezuela. So the rest is history. We all went down there and we were, you know, we were very doubtful, right? Because this is pretty hokey to begin with, giving all these girls countries to be from. But we got down there and they put us up in a five-star hotel, the Tamanaka Hotel. And then like what I thought was going to be a little, you know, tiny little television station. It turned out to be this, this mega, it was as big as any beauty pageant that we did here. And I would have my sash on and people would yell out, Suiza, Suiza. That's Spanish for Swiss. I wow. hear it. And they told us we were going to have to rehearse with this very famous singer. And we met him at the pool at the Tamanaco one day. So very good looking, but overly tan, tiny little bathing suit on, very bright white, obviously not real teeth, but extremely good looking guy. Very nice. And I was like, who the hell is he? None of us knew. And they said, We'd like to introduce you girls to Julio and Glazies. <laughs> and again, I said, Who the hell is he? because he hadn't crossed over into this country yet. And oh, wow. his music was only known in South America. So we rehearsed and rehearsed with Julio, fantastic host on the show, and the rest is history. One year later, he did a, you know, his crossover song, which I don't remember what it was, and I should know that song. And we, were, um, we got to be on TV with him. And then, of course, his son, Enrico Inglesis, is equally as famous. So you see, I tell people, you got to take risks in life. You can't always keep yourself comfortable because the more risks you take, the more cool experiences you'll have. Mm -hmm. And what are we if we don't have our experiences? Right, guys? Absolutely. That's the thing. Uh, you don't know where life is going to take you when you just say yes to things. Isn't that great? It's, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, same thing with like the comedy. I, I didn't know that comedy was going to 
do some of the things it's done for me. Even podcasting. Podcasting led me to to making movies and stuff with with people I never thought I would be able to make movies with. And you know, it's just weird when you when you put yourself out there. It's it's kind of like right. the universe lines itself up to to make things happen for you. And I can tell you why that happens, Jason, because all of a sudden the fear goes away, the boundaries go away, and you're just out there and you're allowing things to happen. Yeah. And as you know, sometimes it can go the other way. It can go bad. But guess what? If you learn from that experience and you take it with you on your next one, you are absolutely golden. I feel like you did. I, you know, I never did podcasting. I now have three shows. I have Pandemic <laughs> Cooking with Wendy, which is my um, comedy show and cooking. <laughs> comedy first, cooking second. <laughs> and then um, I work a lot with the LGBTQ community, have for years and helped start an LGBTQ organization in the house and the place where I have my weekend house. And that is called Triversity. And we started a show called Triversity Talk. And I bring on incredible people from the LGBTQ community, from entertainment, politics, you, you name it. A lot of people that you've heard of from everywhere, because right now you can bring in people from everywhere. Right. And we, it's, such a, it's become such a great show. And then I just started three weeks ago, a brand new show in New York. And we're doing that one on location at a restaurant called Pangea, which is really incredible food, but known for the artists that perform there. It's a Lower East Side place. So cool. And that show is called If These Walls Could Talk. And we've now broadcast three episodes of that and just moving right along. So this pandemic for me has created so many opportunities that honest to God, if things were the way they were, I don't know. I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. Yeah. Right. Well, it's what you make of it. You know, a lot of people just kind of shelled up and and didn't do anything. Uh, And some people just started doing stuff. And it's like this show for us. We, you know, because... The pandemic hit and all the, the you know, the, the jobs we had lined up, me and Jacob both, we were touring. Uh, we were going we were going all around the south here. And I had some stuff I was going to do in Arizona, some tour stuff out there. But once the pandemic hit, it all dried up. So we had to do something to keep ourselves sharp. So right. we decided so to start a podcast. you just doing this because of the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I, I had had the idea for a while, but... Um... It took a whole pandemic yeah. for our lazy asses to actually do the show. Listen, I know your ass is lazy. You don't have a tree up yet. Yeah, yeah well, hey, that's true. You know what? I'll put up my tree tonight. How about that? I'll put up my tree after we get done wrapping. I need to work out anyways. Pictures are it didn't happen. Pictures. All right. I need pictures. I need pictures. All right. I'll, I'll send you pictures of my tree, God damn it. And- I don't, want, I don't want pictures of your flesh tree either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Not I'll real. put an ornament on it for you. <laughs> and a nice little angel on top. Uh, no. It's, it's, not, it's not big enough for that. But, um, <laughs> so, Wendy, do you, <laughs> do you have like a background in improv or stand-up or anything? Yes, that's of, course like- I, of course I do. Um, so, like you guys mentioned touring and and stuff like that. I, I knew early on, so I did uh, the comic strip in New York, the duplex mm. in New York, a ton of other places. Um, stand up for me, the the bad thing and about being female and doing stand up, you get put on at two o'clock in the morning, and these guys <laughs> are really drunk. 
And I, I just, it was like, in, instead of, you know, trying to do my set, I really wanted to just say, you know what, jerk, screw you, get out of here. And I realized I didn't, I didn't have, or didn't want to have the skin for that. But I never stopped doing stand up because I took it to corporate clients that hired me to do roasts where you have, you know, corporate clients where everyone is, you know, pretty well behaved and they're not looking for tit jokes. And, you know, you get to write your set about what they're interested in. I also have a huge background in improv. So I've, I've used that. And right now, ironically enough, everything I'm using is stand up and improv. And that even happened prior to the pandemic last January 24th. One of the things I started doing, because my name is very well known out there, I had started getting the opportunity to MC at clubs and throw big events. And in January 24th was going to be my birthday. And I thought, well, what could be better? I produced two shows with comedians, singers, strippers, you name it. I had them on that stage. Two shows. I emceed the whole thing. Of course, in between, as you said, stand up. Yeah, it gave me a great chance to do my stand up. But because it was my show, it was a whole different thing than going into a club. Yeah. And and trying to get people, you know, trying to get their approval. See, that, that seems weird to me that that it would be that way, especially in New York, a uh, female comedian being put on early in the morning or late. Like down here, when we do open mics and shows and things like that, it's pretty much first come, first serve. You know, we, there's a list. You sign up, and wherever you are on the list, that's when you go up. So if you want to go on well, early. I an open mic, right, on an open yeah. mic. But yeah, if- but- if it's not an open mic and there's, you know, someone's producing it, you get, you know, you get your slot. Yeah. And, right. Um, it that for me is definitely not my cup of tea. I'm I'm definitely a free spirit, and I've taken the stand up now. I'm doing it and people's comedy shows on Zoom. Um, my friend Dicavelli, who's a comedian, does a show called Fifty Shades of Gay. And we have our, <laughs> our he, and he's so funny. And I'm, um, of course, on that show, we have our 50 Shades of Gay comedy special, which you can access on pay-per-view. And I have a, a put together comedic piece in that, of course. But again, there's no, there's no pressure on me. And I have taken, I am not a technical person, but I've taken to Zoom and all of this virtual reality stuff, like a duck to water. Uh-huh. I can, not everybody can connect on it. For whatever reason, I can totally connect. I think I completely get off on the fact that still, even now, I'm sitting here in my couch in New York, and you're in Mississippi, and I just say to myself, how cool is that? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, That's- I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I've, I've done Zoom shows where you know, that are, have been hosted in Tallahassee, Florida. I did one that was a competition that was hosted in Cleveland. Wow. And I did one, uh, most recently, I headlined uh, a Zoom show based in the UK. So, cool. yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if you're a comedian and you understand how to traverse, you know, the new world that we're in with online and you know how to brand yourself, you can absolutely get, you know, incredible stories at the very least oh, so you can, now in, in your real life before this who was going to fly you to the uk you know what exactly I'm yeah nobody and, and it's a whole different brand of audience there mm. what an admit i'm like listening to you talk about that i can only say what an incredible opportunity really yeah it was i got called a twat it was amazing <laughs> i'd never been called a twat before That's fantastic 
They must have said that in the UK a lot. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. They say it with an English accent. Well, it was in the Facebook comments. I could see the comments scrolling while I was performing because I didn't have any any feedback or anything. Someone called me a twat, and I was like, "Oh, they don't like that stuff. Let me go do this now." Just try something else. Well, that that is so cool. Well, Wendy, so you we, get my point. We've only got yes, a few absolutely. minutes left on the uh, the Zoom call. This went by really, really fast, and <laughs> I, I, and like always with our guests, we don't even get to like a quarter of what we want to talk about. So, oh, quick, gotta have you. I, you ask me, and I talk quick. Tell me what you want to know. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, let's see. Um, so your book, uh, you can go to wendystewarttv.com. That's my website, but you can also get my book. My book is on Amazon. So the book is She's the Last Model Standing. Really fun read. It makes a great Christmas gift, everybody. Oh, stocking stuffer. Yeah, whatever holiday. She's the Last Model Standing, and it's available on Amazon. We've got my YouTube channel. Please, you guys are going to subscribe to it, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Of course. Thank you so much. It's Wendy Stewart TV. And all of my pandemic cooking shows are on there, 89 episodes. Tomorrow will be 90. And then it's got my podcast. My other shows are on there as well. So it's a lot of stuff about me. My website is www.wendystewarttv as well. You can reach out and friend me on um, Instagram. Um, She's the last model standing on Instagram. And on Facebook, I am Wendy Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T. And you can find me there as well. Did I leave anything out? Uh, I don't you have a Twitter as well. At last I do. Model oh, but standing. you cut. You, you <laughs> nailed me on that Twitter account. You know what? There in in these platforms, there's certain platforms people can't connect to. I don't know what it is with me and Twitter. <laughs> I, I I will retweet other people's things. I do that a lot, but. I just, I'm, I just don't, I don't know. I'm well, not motivated. Jason, help me out here. The thing about Twitter is you just have to, you just have to like, uh, just interact with people. Like I've been on there for 11 years now. Oh, and I'm just now got over 900 followers and that's right. taken me 10 years to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, Considering the first three or four years I was on it, I didn't do anything with it. So I'd say roughly yeah. six or seven years. Is also, you're not really popular. So. Yeah, that too. Oh, come on. You're a great guy. I'm sure you're popular. But like to me, it's so much easier. I've got a ton of people that follow me on Instagram and a whole bunch on Facebook. So I, by the time I get to Twitter, I almost said quitter. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's a lot easier to get followers on Instagram and Facebook yeah, than it is on Twitter. Visual to Twitter is like, oh, who cares? You just have, you Twitter's just work is what it is. It's just work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, it totally is. So those are all my handles. And um, I wanted to show you my Chihuahua Nugget. Is Nugget yes, around? please. Nugget. I don't know you where my me. kitty is. He's not tell around. I like this. You should do this at every show, like in the very end. Have like, we should? It's yeah. great. Like, <laughs> we have enough under, uh, you know. We have enough pet bombs, I guess, yeah. that come in that we can make it a regular thing. Oh, oh he's gonna play hard. You do have, yeah. Of course, now Nugget is like. Yeah. Can you tell him, Alan? No, he went under the chair. <laughs> he's really cute too. I love showing him up. My, I have a parrot, but she's in the other room. She would have been on here in a heartbeat. She goes to Zoom meetings now with my daughter. That's awesome. My daughter's been at home since the pandemic, and she works from home. So the bird attends Zoom meetings. 
I mean, come on, that's about as good as it gets. Well, can I rent your bird to come do some Zoom meetings I don't really want to do? Because that's a good thing I need. I should have had the bird here tonight. She would have like appreciated the whole evening. Yeah. She bopped her head up and down. <laughs> well, Why we, it, you guys? <laughs> it's been absolute blast meeting you, and uh, we definitely want to have you back on again because we want to. You know, th- there's a lot more stuff we want to cover. Cool. So, and then and the coming year, we'll we'll have you booked again and uh, come back on the show and we'll talk again. And that that'll be great. And who knows? Maybe one day when this is all past us and we're all living large, maybe I'll come on in person. Yes, maybe. And I will actually, I, I had planned on going up to, to New York and uh, actually in two weeks for uh, my Christmas vacation, but because I got some friends that live up there. But yeah. of course, the pandemic like changed all that. So Right. But you know what, Jason? I t- and I tell people I've met so many great people doing this. You can totally hit me up. I'm a New York girl. I love showing people around. And I love going to bars. I will definitely so- do that. Definitely do Absolutely. that. You know, believe me, there is a light on the horizon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, if you would like okay. to, uh, thank you again. You've been great. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Jacob, anything you want to throw out there before we go? Uh, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> well, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at openmicerspodcast@gmail.com. We are at openmicers on Twitter and Facebook, and also. Support us. Give us money so we can keep the lights on here at patreon.com slash podcast, where you'll get extra shows every month and uh, patrons get early access to the episodes. So if you want that, go give us some money. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.